There might be fewer players, but there's never a lack of exciting action. This is the statewide Idaho eight-man prep cast with Brandon Bainey and Paul Kingsbury. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome into another edition of the Idaho eight-man prep cast here on IdahoSports.com. I'm Brandon Bainey, and now joining me, the guy who was so excited that we had a full weekend of football. He got pulled over for speeding. I did. I did. I did. I was I was coming back from Burley. I went to Burley on Friday to do a game. And all, and it's funny because on the way there, yeah, I was speeding. I was I was booking it to get to Burley. On the way back, I had cruise control on, like on 81 the whole way. And I was about two miles from my house. And uh, you know, like one o'clock in the morning, and yeah, it said I was going 30 miles over the speed limit and ran, run a stop sign. And yeah, yeah. Luckily, luckily I just got got away with a warning and and uh, came home, so we're good. You, you dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's wow. the way I roll. way I roll. So there you go. You know that we're effective communicators when Paul is able to talk his way out of a pretty significant list of charges. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he asked what I was doing, and I said I was broadcasting in Burley, and he's like, what game? And I said, Burley Mountain Home, and 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 so he took my stuff, and like 10 seconds later came back and said, hey, Slow down. Make sure you uh, come to a complete stop, even if there's nobody around. And uh, I really like your website. And I and I left. That was it. Okay. It, it worked out. It worked out pretty well. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, the really the first full weekend of football in the books. We got a lot to discuss. So we do. Well, let's dive right into it. Let's start with the eight man classic. You were there okay. broadcasting with uh, Logan Green on Saturday at Middleton High School. All four games to me were all interesting for different reasons, but let's yeah. start with what you thought. You know, it, it kind of played how Logan and I, and I think you and I actually talked it as well. Is the first two games were the uh, were, were the really good, interesting the, the the games that we thought would be would be close, and in the, in the last two games kind of ended how we thought. So in game one, it was that Oakley Lapway. You know, Oakley coming out. Um, you know, target on their back. Lapway um, has been good, you know, great, great athletes. And, and but we didn't know how they were going to be this year. Um, and Oakley, you know, on paper comes in as as the clear favorite. Um, what was interesting was Oakley didn't get their first lead until late in the third quarter, even though the final score was 54 34. They won by 20. People are going to look at that score and go, yeah. But Lapway came out and took it to them. I mean, they were up 22 to eight at one point. Um, and it wasn't until really that end of the third and fourth quarter when Lapway just didn't have any more in the tank and, and Oakley, uh, you know, ran away with it in the end. But that game was filled with cramps. I mean, it went long. It pushed the entire day back because every every play there was someone on the ground with cramps. Um, it was hot. It was humid. And somebody didn't hydrate the day before, apparently. Uh, Lapway didn't have a lot of cramps. Oakley did. Um, but, you know, I felt bad for him because once you get a cramp um, in, in a game situation or anywhere, once you get a cramp, you use that muscle again, it's going to cramp up again. And so the same players were, you know, limping off the field and, and you know, drinking. They had this huge jar of pickles and uh, drinking from the, the pickle juice. And uh, it was just miserable. And, and every game um, had had a lot of cramps. But that, that first Oakley Lapway game was it was it was pretty bad. They were they were all hurting down there. Yeah, I was very impressed with Lapway because we kind of yeah, they were one of the unknowns entering the White Pine League this year. Yeah. We we thought they might be good. And I, I was very impressed with how the Wildcats came out and performed. Uh so that was the first game. The second matchup uh was pretty interesting as well. 
that yeah. was the the only one AD two school competing Kendrick, and they more than held their own against Lighthouse Christian. You know, we've talked about Kendrick possible. I've talked about Kendrick being my dark horse this year. And so I had a lot of vested interest uh, in, in this one with Lighthouse, you know, Lighthouse going from D2 to D1 and they were pretty dominant. They, you know, first year head coach and, you know, lost quarterback. And, and so, you know, guys coming in were, you know, you didn't know how it was going to go. There's there's new quarterbacks, sophomore kids for real uh, case Van Leeuwen. He's good. He's very good. Um, and then behind him, um, Jack DeYoung, He's a sophomore and he is very good. So, you know, Lighthouse is, is a very, very good team. Um, honestly, much better than I gave them credit for to begin with. Kendrick um, is also very good and also young. What's what's crazy, I think there's 41 kids combined on those two rosters and six seniors. Um, I think there's five seniors for Lighthouse and one for Kendrick. And so these are two extremely young teams. That, that did battle. Kendrick ended up winning 42 to 36. It was a tight game. It was a good game the whole way. Big plays um, up and down uh, the quarters. It was, it was a fun game to watch. Ty Kep, um, you know, the, the quarterback there, he's a sophomore. Um, you know, he had three touchdowns uh, in the air, two uh, on the ground. So a five touchdown day for the sophomore. I mean, he's just, it was a great performance by a lot of different people. Like Fitzmorris, uh, the two Hewitts. It, it was a fun game to watch. Um, and, and with a lot of talent, that we're going to be seeing for the next two, three years as well. Yeah. I'll admit that maybe I underestimated lighthouse Christians abilities to mm -hmm. fill in with so many good players graduating from a year ago. And that was, yeah. even though they lost pretty encouraging and I know they, they made a couple of big plays at the end of the first half that kept them in it. And yeah, they, they definitely have the big play potential this year. And then as we move to the, the latter half of the eight man classic, really two kind of anticlimactic games raft river is a team that I have been uh, tooting the horn for. I yeah. like, to, I like to think that my prediction uh, of them as the one, a D one state champs inspired them to really prove me right. But I know that's the entire, the entire team came up to the top of the press box before the game and, and just wanted to tell me uh, to tell you, thank you for having such confidence that it, it was going to inspire them. They actually dedicated that win to you. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, all joking aside, I mean, I thought Raft River was going to be good, but I, I thought Clearwater Valley was going to be better this year as well. And and with a 48 yeah. to nothing shutout, the question is, is Clearwater Valley maybe not quite ready to take that next step like we thought? Or is Raft River just really that good? Both. Uh, Raft River is really that good. Uh, Cole Spencer at running back is just a beast. You know, Loft Miller, of course, um, a stud. He can catch, he can run, he can do everything. Tate Whitaker, a quarterback, they can get it to him, which is nice. Uh, but Clearwater Valley, you know, they've got a junior quarterback in Fobby um, who's 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 good. He's coming into his own, and, and he's very good. they got Dylan Pickering, a senior, who's, you know, on the ground. He was absolutely phenomenal. The problem was just enough underneath them. I think, uh, and, and I don't, it could have been the heat. It could have been, you know, injuries we didn't know about. I don't know, but, uh, but there definitely wasn't as deep talent wise as, as maybe they need to be, um, to, to really have that, uh, postseason success. They're a good team. There, there's a lot of talent up and down, but it's also a very tough conference and a very tough classification. And so, yeah, they're good. Um, and they had a lot of talent and, and maybe going up against raft river, um, wasn't really the best way to showcase the talent they have um, in, in the first game of the season. But yeah, Raft River is is Raft River. They, they're, they're for real. They've got so much talent and they're big. Um, and, and so 
I, I think you are you're onto something with your prediction for Raft River and in Clearwater Valley. They're they're gonna they're gonna hold their own in in the conference this year. But as far as being a breakout, you know, dark horse team, maybe maybe not. You know, and that said, with all love, you know, for Alan Hutchins and, and the team up there, you know, the Rams. But uh, you know, since you asked me, I'm gonna have to say, yeah, maybe not. Maybe and I think you know, middle of the pack, upper 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 uh, tier of the conference, but uh, probably not coming out as, as number one in the conference. Yeah. Yeah. Make no mistake. I still think Clearwater Valley is going to be very competitive in the white pine league. Maybe just not ready for that next step at the state level. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and speaking of the white pine league, the Prairie pirates, I think continue to show that they're the class of the league with a 48 to 14 victory over Glenn Sperry in the finale of the eight man classic. Yeah. and, And that's another one where I think, I think last week I said that, you know, Prairie got so many uh, media votes from name recognition and, uh, and they're good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Lane Shoemaker, a quarterback, very good. Of course, Brody Hasselstrom, Taden Hibbert um, really uh, was a standout player for that one. Lane Shoemaker got our player of the game. He can, he can run, he can, um, he can pass. It, It was great, but you couldn't really, you couldn't really see that the, the shine, so to speak, Glenn Sperry, um, you know, they've got Castagneta, if I pronounced that right, uh, running back. And and they've got one or two other guys that that, that can play. Um, I think they were just very overmatched when, when they, you know, stepped on the field with Prairie. And so to see Prairie go up against, you know, a Lapway, I think that's going to be a, a fun game to really see how things go. Um, Prairie's still very good. Um, it was funny, I, I saw... Uh, coach Hasselstrom in the parking lot afterwards, he was walking away and, and I just yelled, yeah, good game coach. And he yelled, he couldn't see me with a lies. He's like, you too. And then he kind of looked a little bit harder and went, Oh, and then he came over, we talked for a second. And then I, I said, Hey, you know, have a safe drive. And he said, I hope so. I'm driving the bus. So <laughs> coach Hasselstrom drive, drove the bus back uh, up to Cottonwood. So the guy is really is do everything. He, he's, he's the coach. He's the, he's the father of uh, Brody Hasselstrom and the bus driver, the bus driver. <laughs> yes. So it was fun. Uh, you know, Prairie, I think is going to be um, good um, as far as overall uh, up down the bench. I think that, you know, uh, you, hopefully they have some guys step up and and yeah, and help out. Um, but overall, in, in a first game of the year, get those, you know, jitters out, shake the rust off, so to speak. All four games um, had a lot of good players and a lot of good plays. Uh, and, and they were good games overall, even the ones, you know, even that Rafter over Clearwater, the 48-0, it was a fun game to watch. Um, yeah, you know, Oakley-Lapway, you know, like I said, 20-point difference, but it was an exciting game the whole way through. And Oakley definitely battled back, um, you know, through cramps and, and heat. It was hot. It was hot on, on Saturday there in Middleton. So it was a fun day. The crowd was great. Um, a lot of people attended. Um, you know, one thing I noticed, all four games, sportsmanship. There wasn't, you know, there was a couple – little pushes after a play, but there was never a, there was, I, I didn't see any bad sportsmanship and I'm sure, you know, down in the pile when guys are jamming their thumbs in ribs and stuff, but from, you know, getting up and I saw guys helping each other up. I saw shaking hands. It was great sportsmanship all day long. And, and that's something I love seeing in, in events like this in games is, you know, getting out there and, and wanting to bash each other's faces in. But as soon as the whistle blows, help the guy up, help the guy up and you and, and go back and, and start over again. So th- that that is something I really appreciated. And that really comes back to coaches, you know, having good coaches, teaching them the right thing. And also the parents at home, uh, you know, raising uh, good young men. Uh, so, you know, if, if any of those guys are watching, kudos to you guys for uh, the good sportsmanship you showed. 
Yeah, I love the eight man classic. It's a great showcase event for the teams from the north and the teams from the Magic Valley. They can sometimes get lost in the shuffle. And so I I think it's really good. It's interesting. um, So I I was able to pick the brain of Logan Green, who who was there with you broadcasting all the games on Saturday. He kind of came away with almost the the opposite view on a couple of the games from from what you saw, specifically to Lighthouse Christian and Glenn's Ferry. Now, when I was talking to Logan, he said, you know, Lighthouse, they kind of got lucky on a couple of big plays right before the end of the first half. That game could have been a lot worse than it was. Kendrick really, to him, it was never in doubt. He said that Glenn's Ferry, despite losing 48 to 14 to Prairie, he said the pilots looked really good to him. And he thought that Glenn's Ferry had a couple of opportunities to maybe make the score closer than the final score would indicate. And he went so far as to say that he thinks Glenn's Ferry could possibly even leapfrog Lighthouse Christian as that third team in the pecking order in the conference this year behind Oakley and Raft River. So, well, I don't know if, if you saw Logan, his face was really sunburned. He took a lot of sun in that damn <laughs> press box. I don't know if he was fully recovered when you talked to him. Uh, I was worried about him driving home. He was a little, uh, you know, not really with it. So, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Logan, he, he's 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 a great color, and and that's that's a great thing about having a color guy that maybe sees things differently than you, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and and yes, Lighthouse did come up with some big plays, but you know, I think one big play is luck. You get more than one big play, and it's talent, and and I think that's what Lighthouse really has. And and Glenn's Ferry, maybe I was a little too rough on him. Uh, I don't think they're going to be leapfrogging anyone. Um, not that I'm going to place a bet right now you know during the show but I, I i don't see that happening if i'm wrong okay you know i'm wrong uh but you know i, I definitely can't discount anything logan says because he's a very smart man yeah for sure well yeah. speaking of pla- speaking of placing your bets yeah. returning to idahosports.com starting this week is our gridiron game picks i know this yes. is super exciting we had a lot of people asking us last week hey are you guys doing the game picks again this yeah. year and we, we basically wanted to give ourselves a week just in case worst came to worst and COVID-19 really reared its head again. But but it looks like, for the most part, we're having a couple of games be affected here and there. But for the most part, it looks like we're going to yeah. proceed as normal. So they're back. Yep. We're back with that. We, we you know, they, we've been doing those a long time. And, and last year, we bagged it uh, because games were just being canceled right and left, being rescheduled with different teams. It would have been it, it would have been useless doing some any kind of game picks every week. So, uh, yeah, we did. We bagged it last year, and then this year, like you said, we took that first week just just to make sure, uh, you know, with things going a little crazy in some parts of the state. And I think we're okay. So we went and brought them back in every uh, every game, um, Friday and Saturday. Uh, get them in. You know, just go to autosports.com right there on the homepage. There's a, a banner for it, the Gridiron Game Picks, and uh, yeah, get registered. Free, it's free to register and get your picks in and win some cool prizes every week. And and what's what's cool about it is that uh, you actually go up against um, you know Idaho sports guys and you know the guys that are supposed to be the so-called experts and and uh, and so you know you can get a prize, but you can also you know get that moral victory as well uh, by by beating. A lot of I mean, it's no, it's no challenge to beat me, and I've never won the game picks in how many years we've been. And and I actually have the ability to cheat on the back end, and I've still never won. So no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but you know, so it's come in and and uh, and pick against us and pick against other sports fans in Idaho. It's 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 a lot of fun. Boy, you speed thirty miles over the limit. You cheat on the picks. I you swear, I never swear I have never ever cheated. I, I don't. It's it's apparent that I've never cheated. You can go back and look at results and and say, well, if he's cheating, he's doing it wrong. Yeah, 
Yeah. We'll see if there's smoke to that fire, but yeah, go, <laughs> go, go uh, register uh, on the homepage of idahosports.com. Yeah. This is going to be so exciting. And uh, yeah, this will be your chance to uh, that Kingsbury, that Bainey, he doesn't know anything. So this yep. is your chance to prove it. Yep. So that's yep. going to be exciting. And we'll, we'll kind of revisit how we did on our picks each week here on the prep. Yeah. As well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's move into some other uh, eight man games that stood out to us from the weekend. You know, I thought about splitting it up A1 or uh, 1A D1 versus 1A D2, but there were so many cross level games where you had yeah. a D2 school playing a D1 school that it really I think we should just kind of look at it as a whole 1A. And were there any other games that stood out to you besides the eight man classic? You know, Butte, uh, Butte County, you and I talked about how Butte County was going to be, and they came in and, and clobbered Water Springs, you know, 77 to 14. Uh, so I think that kind of may, might dispel the myth that Water Springs was going to be that, you know, you know, we'll see what happens with the uh, the media poll uh, this week. Butte County, I think, is for real. I mean, 77 points is a lot of points to put on the board no matter what. Uh, you know, Dietrich came out, uh, you know, 152 to 8 over Rimrock. Carey comes out in Blanks Garden Valley, 52-0. I think Connor Simpson had five touchdown runs in that. Um, so Carey's for real still. Dietrich, I think, is for real still. Wallace comes out and, and beats Kootenai 46 to 42. So those two teams putting up, you know, a lot of points on the board was was fun to watch. And the one game I mentioned last week that I was interested in was Troy and Deary because I'm just interested in, you know, Troy and, and seeing how they do in Deary. And Troy comes out and beats Deary 36 to 18. So, you know, it, it's having that first first week of a lot of crossover, um, it, it challenges you. It challenges you more and gets you ready for, uh, you know, for the, the regular season conference games. And, and, and besides those, I don't think there was any – really surprises. I think the teams that were supposed to supposed to win one. Um, I think the big stories that a lot of we already talked about was was how teams won. You know, Wilder beating Salmon River 52 to 0. Salmon River going through some tough times um up there in Riggins as far as bodies and and whatnot. So, you know, and the other one, the only other one was Notice 54, Tri-Valley 12 Notice um is one that I'm kind of keeping my eye on to see um, you know, exactly how they do, how they can come out. Um and, and who they've got, you know, Carter Woodland in that game, a little over 200 yards rushing, four touchdowns. So Woodland, a great player there at notice. Um, you know, Dietrich, Cody Power, almost 300 yards combined with five touchdowns. Uh, Murtaugh, uh, Junior Benitez, 300 yards, five touchdowns. So there's just, there were a lot of big efforts this weekend. And, and it's just going to continue you know, on down the list as we, as we go along. And, and of course, we have that one big one that uh, Garrison Hardy and Jason Hansen webcast their very first Logos nice football game, right? Yeah. And Logos looked good. <laughs> they looked yeah. real good. Yeah. Uh, they were led uh, Jackson Driscoll. I think it was their player of the game, almost 300 yards passing five touchdowns, uh, 13 completions. So they, they've got some talent up there in Logos uh, playing Timberline. We Ipe. Um, they're no, they're no slouch by any stretch. So it was, it was fun to, to see them come out and, and whenever your school has a your your first uh, first game as a program to come out with a win that makes it just uh, all that much sweeter. Yeah, it was very impressive. Logos in a pretty dominant win, fifty eight to twenty six. We'll find out they play Genesee this week, so uh, yeah. we'll we'll find out real quick uh, how good they are. Timberline, we I you know we're hearing reports now that they had to cancel their game against Cami this week. We haven't 
been been able to confirm that yet, but uh, because of low numbers, and uh, I don't know if that's COVID impacted or what, but that that's disappointing for Timberline as well. A program like Logos, it's kind of rebuilding itself and was four and four and went to the playoffs last year, so I'm sure. Right. They'll bounce back strong. Uh, yeah, the the annual wagon wheel game, Murtaugh beat Hanson uh, pretty handily. You know, games that stood out to me, uh, North Gem is the team that I picked to win the 1AD1 uh, state championship, and they were playing, uh, or 1AD2, and they were playing up. They were playing Grace, which people think might be a good team this year. You know, they only won 38-30, to 30, so they kind of got into a shootout a little bit, and that game was a little closer than I had anticipated. I still like North Gem. They're still my state title pick, and they're one and zero, and that's all that really counts. But um, yeah. the Cowboys found themselves in a pretty tough game. I, I like I like you sticking with your team. I like it. I don't like the guys that waffle week to week and go. Well, I'm going to change my pick to this guy. So yeah, you're right. North North Gem they uh, they do look good, um, and and uh, and Grace as well. And seeing a nice close game, I wish every game could just be close every week. Yeah, I don't like the blowouts. Um, I don't think anybody likes the blowouts, but um, you know. It makes it tougher on you know you as a, a media poll voter. It, it makes it tough on you to see close games because then you're like, well, you know what happened in that game and and who do I I rank above? You know, when there's blowouts, it's easy. It's like, okay, I'm going to vote for them because you know they won by a hundred points. That's easy. Um, so yeah, it's a, it was it was a weekend full of of good games. And I think next week has the potential to uh, to kind of be be the same. Yeah, for sure. The the one last game I wanted to note, and it was kind of a blowout, which surprised me that it wasn't closer, was Horseshoe Bend defeating Idaho City 52-22. to 22. Uh, Idaho yeah. City was a team I thought might have a little juice this year. Horseshoe Bend I thought was going to be good. Um, not that good, but I think they're they're sending notice that uh, yeah. they're going to be pretty pretty solid this year. You know, and I was talking to Will Henneke, who was at that game. He said Colton Meyer, Blaine Meyer, um, Kalen Jones on offense for Horseshoe Bend. Uh, a three-headed monster that's just going to be really tough to beat. Um, he said Idaho City was able to make some plays on the ground, uh, so he wasn't really overwhelmed with Horseshoe Bend's uh, defense, uh, but he really liked their explosiveness on offense. So um, he said Idaho, Idaho City should run the ball okay um, with Rapicon at quarterback and, and Bacchus and, and Rober, of course, uh, but throwing the football might be a little bit out of their wheelhouse. But you know, having that, that trio of, of guys for Horseshoe Bend Keep them all healthy, you know. As, as as the coaches always say, as long as they stay healthy, we'll be all right. Yeah, that's for sure. So it was a, an exciting opening week of one A football. Um, I wanted to give an update on the media poll I just sent in my ballot here a couple minutes ago. I, I've said every week I'll be open and transparent about how I'm voting, how I view mm -hmm. the top five. Uh, so if we start with the one A. D1 poll, my top three hasn't changed. I've still got Raft River, number one. I'm sure I'll be the only media person who voted them number one again. Uh, I've still got Prairie, number two. They looked really impressive uh, against uh, Glens Ferry. And then I've got Oakley third still. Oakley, yes, they're the defending champs, but they they had their hands full with Lapway. And so I, I, I felt pretty justified in keeping them at number three. That's exactly how I had it last week. I've still got notice at number four and i've still got butte county rounding out my top five i think i was one of the only people to have butte county in my top five last week i've got them in there at number five this week and it's me lighthouse christian is right there at number six maybe ready to jump up if one of those teams should slip what do you think yeah i think that's pretty good um not not seeing them and going off of, of just what we've known i think that's actually pretty good your one two three and even your four and five lighthouse is just i think i would i would put lighthouses tied for fifth um if 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 we could and, and sometimes the media poll does do that but um Light, lighthouse was pretty darn good um and so 
yeah, I, I like it. I, I really hope you keep your your first votes, and so then we can look at, at the uh, at the final media poll vote, and and I'll, I'll bet you that you are pretty accurate when when it's all said and done at the end. I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see that at the end of the season. Yeah, we should we should track that. Yeah, we'll we'll see how close I got. Um, yeah. The, there was a little bit of movement in my 1AD. So my top five stayed the same in 1AD1. For 1AD2, there was a little bit of movement. I still had Carrie number one because, mm-hmm. boy, they, they looked really good. I still had Kendrick number two because they beat Lighthouse Christian, a bigger school, and mm-hmm. looked pretty impressive in doing so. I will admit that I wasn't giving Dietrich enough credit, so I've kind of dismissed them. Uh, and that was all based upon what I had heard from the preseason coaches poll from the coaches in that district. Yeah, just – Dietrich is going to be good, but maybe not as good as they were last year. Right. So I actually moved Dietrich up to number three because they had such a dominant showing. And as the defending champs and they still have, you know, Jet Shaw and power and they've got a lot of good players. So I did move yep. them up to number three. I've got Horseshoe Bend at number four still, and I've got North Gem at number five. And so Mullen St. Regis dropped out of the top five for me simply because they didn't play. You know, they're one of they're one of the few teams that's still zero and zero, whereas all those other teams showcase their abilities in one. So that that was the only change for me was Dietrich in up to number three horseshoe bend moves down a slot um, and North Gem stays at number five. And then Mullen St. Regis is out of the top five. Yeah, I can't disagree with any of that at all. I mean, I'm I'm trying to and I can't I I can't. It's uh, yeah, that's a pretty solid top five. I agree. All right. So that's, so if you disagree with what I picked or how my polls look, let us know in the comments. Uh, you can, you can put video comments on, uh, we'll have this video up on the idahosports.com Facebook page, as well as our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also send me an email, Brandon at idahosports.com as well. I love hearing the feedback from the fans. You can also get the audio of this podcast at our site, idahosports.com, uh, or wherever you download your podcasts, Google, Spotify, uh, on my phone, it's called podcast addict. It's the Android uh, version of podcasts. So anywhere you download your podcasts, uh, you can download this PrepCast as well. So let's look ahead to the schedule real quick for this Friday and Saturday. What are, are there any games? We're still kind of, you know, like yeah. in the white in the white pine league, there's so many teams that they're kind of diving yeah. into conference play already. But um, yeah. some of the other leagues are still some of that cross pollination between D1 and D2. But what stands out to you? Uh, Butte County Lighthouse Christian. Uh, that that one really stands out to me. Uh, I think I would love to be at that game in Arco. Um, it's going to be that's going to be a fun one. You got Genesee Logos that we mentioned. Uh, see if Logos can continue that momentum. Um, and Glens Ferry, uh, Idaho City. You know, let's see. Uh, let's see if little Mister Logan Green is as smart as he thinks he is, and and, and see him come out and and, uh, and do that in the one eighty ones. And you know, Garden Valley Dietrich. Uh, you know, Garden Valley hosting. Carry in week one and Dietrich in week two. Very brave, very brave. Um, you know, they lost 52 0 to carry this week. Uh, they, they lost a lot. The Wolverines did um, as much as I love them up there. And they know I do um, that. I, I called the Dietrich garden Valley basketball championship. And that was the most fun I have ever had calling a game in thousands of games that I've done. Uh, but garden Valley is going to have their hands full with Dietrich up there. For sure. Uh, Meadows Valley uh, playing, um, which is cool. They're another school that uh, um, hasn't played football in a very, very long time. And so they'll be hosting Salmon River. So uh, talent wise, it could be it could end up being a good game, a competitive game with those two. And, that, and that's what you want to see. Carrie and North Jim. I'm looking at that one for you. 
um, to see to see how how well you're you're, you're picking right to yeah. see if North Jam how well they can stack up against the number one team in the state uh, and and I think it's going to be a good game um, I hope it's a good game um, or else I'll be making fun of you on the RNX broadcast. <laughs> well, that happens every episode, regardless. So it's usually off air, though. I don't like I don't like making fun of you on the air. I see. <laughs> I, I even I even bought a mic like you so I could be more like you. Yeah, but your hairline is still doing a lot better. You cover it up with that hat. See, I should be wearing the hat because it's hideous up top. That's. <laughs> uh oh, we lost your audio, Paul. <laughs> that's me at the controls muting his mic his mic is muted yeah nope nothing for paul let's uh while paul tries to figure that out on the video side i will tell you the games that i am looking forward to the most this week i think you've got an interesting battle up north wallace is a team that won a kind of a shootout with kootenai uh, they're one and oh taking on clark fork the wampus cats had a very impressive season opening win over uh, an opponent from Montana. Uh, and so that's a pair of one and O teams doing battle that I think is going to be pretty exciting. Logos. I talked about a one and O start, but they're going to play Genesee. Now this will be the season opener for the Bulldogs. So we're going to find out pretty quickly what Logos is all about. Wilder has a really impressive two game stretch here where um, they are going to play at Horseshoe Bend. And then the following week, they are going to host Cary. And that game will be uh, on idahosports.com. So that's going to be pretty exciting as well. And uh, we'll see how good Wilder is with that two-game stretch. And then the final game I wanted to, to touch on that I think is going to be pretty interesting to watch is Council. The Lumberjacks are a team that's gotten a lot of preseason buzz. They were picked to finish second in the preseason coaches poll. Uh, they didn't play last week, and they're taking on notice. And <laughs> That's going to yeah. be a very tough uh, game out of the gate. And um, so I think those are the matchups I'm looking at. And Paul, just in time for me to finish my rambling, you're back with audio. Am I? I didn't know if I was or not. So <laughs> yeah, yeah you just no right at the tail end there. So all right, good. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It's going to be a great uh, slate of games again this weekend. I'm very excited. And and yep. don't forget to get all of your picks and predictions in with our um, gridiron game picks on IdahoSports.com. Yeah. You know, one thing we also have to mention is um, it was kind of the return of the Friday Night Flash on Friday as well. Um, you know, in years past, you know, it was, it was, it was a updated scoreboard all night with, with updates from games. And as we got busy and all of us started doing broadcasts, it kind of turned into a um, end of the night scoreboard. Um, but this last week, uh, our man Keller, he, uh, he, he, he manned the Friday night flash and, and, uh, and updated it. And we actually have a, a, a number you can actually text updates to for the Friday night flash. So if you're going to be at a game and and you want to be your Friday night flash rep for your team. Um, great. I, I don't know if you have the number. I don't have it memorized in front of me, but yeah, I I'll, pull, I'll, I'll pull it up here. Okay. So with the Friday night flash, he updates the scores as we go along. Um, you know, he watches the games that we're doing. He's on social media, but to get those games that are outside the uh, peripheral um, of, of all those other things, we need you, the fans. So um, the, the number is going to be on the website, jot it down here whatever you need to do, but uh, the, the, we now have a text or a number you can text scores into during the game. So if you have that, Brandon, go ahead. 
Yeah, so uh, get out your pen and, and pad or get your phone out and get ready to program this in. This is our score hotline for, and really, it's not just the Friday Night Flash, but during the week as well, volleyball, soccer. You know, we want all those scores to, to be as accurate as we can be, but we need your help to do that. So the number is 208 639 9072. So 208-639-9072. That's the hotline. There it is. There it is right on the screen. Can't oh, beat cool. that. All right. Can't beat that. Yeah. So a score hotline. It's 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 pretty cool that uh, we have that now and uh and you know make uh make Keller work on Friday nights and let's get that Friday night flash update. And, and it's fun even while you're sitting at a game to pull up that Friday night flash on your phone and kind of keep up with uh, other other games in your you know, other teams in your conference, your classification, all over the state, we've got those games being updated. Yeah. Keller Sherman, our intern, uh, doing a great job with the Friday Night Flash. Yeah. So, yep. So, all right. So, yeah, it's going to be another busy Friday and Saturday of action. We'll be back here next week to recap it all. We'll see. This is the week whereby hot takes really get put to the test. So. <laughs> That's right. That's we'll, right. I love it. Love we'll it. Fi- we'll find out real quick if I have to wear the dunce cap to next week's <laughs> show. <laughs> nice. We ought to get one. Right. Well, thank you for tuning into this edition of the Idaho Eight Man Prep Cast here on IdahoSports.com. For Paul Kingsbury, I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy the games this weekend, and we'll see you back here next week, everyone.